buddy. Mark. Check one, check two. Mark. Mark. Come in, Mark. Mark. Mark, get that camera out of my face. I'm not doing anything, Mark. Why are you filming me? Mark. It was all part of the strategy today, actually. Can you hear me? I said, I said, hey, Mark. I said, Mark, we're not losing this match to Tom Coyne. He, this is a new club-sanctioned match. We are not losing this match. So take the camera and put it four inches from his face. Yep. All nine holes, and he he pretty much did. It was it was twenty four seven coverage. <laughs> um, I couldn't even pick my nose out there. <laughs> when you're dedicated to a craft. I know. No, you were committed, dude. It was great. He was just he was just so excited. So are we are we good? We're good. We're Pull good. Up the chair, man. We got enough. What do we got? Yeah, chair for everyone. Everyone gets a chair, and everyone gets a question too. We, I got some. Uh, oh, the whole new club. The this is like when I went up for tenure. Some questions. Jesus. <laughs> it's like the whole board. <laughs> uh, well, Tom, thanks for uh, joining us on the backdrop. Hey, are we live? Are we rolling? We're rolling. Cool. Always want nice. Thanks. That's a great name for a podcast, and. Uh, you guys are awesome. So thanks for having me today at Downers Grove. And uh, I'm psyched to be here, man. It's a it's a pretty special nine-holer here. In Very the special. Western Burbs of Chicago. So Is that uh, where I am? It's where you are. You, you've had a big week. <laughs> it's been a big week. Yeah. So I know I'm in the Chicagoland area um, in relation to what or where. I'm not sure. I've been... Uh, this These were... So I did 10 courses in, Ch- in Chicago. Um... And uh, and that's that's a, that's a fair amount, um, you know, in the space of five days. So it's been busy, bouncing around, crisscrossing the the area, I, and it was never actually anywhere near downtown, I don't think. But uh, that's all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been down there. There's no golf yeah. down there, and I've been there. Big buildings, whatever. Um, no, it's been great. What a what a great golf town. No, yeah. there's no doubt about it. And it was cool to finish off the week with two accessible courses you know because i've been going to some places that are definitely very private um but to go to canal shores this morning and then come out here to downers grove with you guys uh it's just an awesome way to finish the week yeah there's one of uh our society members was curious on in that type of experience going from you know uh ultra exclusive or, or private golf club in a Chicago golf club that's mm-hmm. on so many people's bucket lists around the world right. to a nine holer municipal course like here at Downers Grove or yeah. community golf course like Canal Shores. So w- what is that day to day? Is it are you still playing golf and it's just another day on the golf course or h- what changes? It's pretty nice honestly to mix it up like that. I mean, there's definitely excitement and you know, you really look forward yeah, a bucket list course like Chicago going to a place like on Wensia, yeah, you get the chills and it's and that whole experience is is great, but there's just sort of nothing better than like all right, I'm going to change my shoes in the parking lot and I don't care. Right. <laughs> and I'm not going to get, no one's going to get a letter about where I just changed my shoes. No one's getting kicked out because I want to play with my shirt untucked, you know, cause it's hot and I'm tired. Um, so there's, there's a, a sort of relief. I mean, so I think, yeah, at a public course, municipal course, you kind of just exhale a little bit and, uh, and you're just like, I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. And, uh, and not to say I didn't have fun at, at Chicago golf and, and those places, I had a great time, but it's a different kind of fun. Um, it's uh, you know you're, you're you're kind of wearing a different hat at those places, a nicer hat actually, because <laughs> they're such nice places. You brought um, out you didn't bring out your nice hat. <laughs> right, no, I, I wore my beat up hat today. <laughs> um, 
you know, where you're kind of there and you're, you're thinking about history and you're observing the sort of decorum of the place and, and, uh, and it, that and makes it all sort of heightens the experience in a different way. Whereas here, I think the experience is heightened by just how it's like a bunch of dudes out, buddies out playing golf. And, and that's, can't beat that so it's good to get it's good to get both i mean i don't want you know i'm out here researching a book and i don't want the book to be and the book will not be just about country club golf you know there's a story there but i know that story and uh you know and i've been to plenty of places that that give me a lot of material for that story you know i want to feature places that people can also play you know so that you read the book and, and like with the ireland and scotland books that you people read those books and hopefully thought oh I want to go play that course someday um, and so if I just go and play you know the top 100 courses in America of which not you know who knows 90 or private whatever maybe less now but um, you know what's that's not totally useful that's that's not the story I want to tell yeah yeah and, yeah. and so many times we, we love following your story your Instagram story and and the story you're going to write at coin writer everybody follow 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 along if you're not on it already but one thing i told you earlier and i and i uh, truly enjoy about following your travels and your adventure is uh, no matter where you are you're still having kind of the same or similar conversation with the people at each place yeah. and those are the stories that i think even though i haven't played chicago golf or i haven't played you know some of the top line courses um, I've had caddies. I've been a caddy. I've talked. So you hear those stories, and that's relatable for everybody. Yeah, I mean the story at the end of the day, uh, golf is is a great backdrop, um, and it's a great and it's also a great blender of people. Um, but stories for me are are about characters facing challenges, right? Um, overcoming or failing or dreaming or hoping or fearing or whatever you know that's just sort of those are just sort of the bare bones of what stories are so golf gives me the chance to find that every day you know whether it be talking to my caddy about what he's up to what he wants to do why he's there what he loves about the job what he doesn't love about the job or figuring out what other you know people I'm playing with what they do what they're interested in uh, or getting in a match where so there's a challenge there. You know, how's that match going to play out? You know, that's that's always good drama. So, you know, golf courses themselves, just writing about, okay, this is a par four, this is a par five, I hit a five iron here, I three-putted this hole, like, no thanks. You know, I, there'll be some of that in the book, but very little, like like with the other books. The, the stories are going to be about the people. And, yeah. and, and I'm very fortunate to um, this trip more than any of the others others has had a lot more people already associated with it i mean look i'm sitting here with like 14 guys yeah. you know that's amazing um i've been traveling and th thanks very much you know in most part to social media where i've been able to say hey i'm going here and people are awesome enough to come out and join me so a community is building around it that i didn't anticipate and has been the best part of the trip and 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 the folks that are showing up are giving me great stories to tell um and uh and i'm just so grateful for the, all they're adding to the uh, adding to the book so yeah well it, it, it's it's fun to be a part of that community too i mean we, we we truly our members talk a lot about where you're at and what you're up to now oh, that's so we, cool man we get to follow along and, and we get to look forward to uh to hearing some of that drama in the book which yeah. i hope our match out there tom makes i mean you don't have to give it a whole chapter but when you know we traded birdies on that fourth hole i mean that's good that drama. was pretty cool we traded birdies back to back 
didn't we? Oh, yeah. You made, yeah. rolled in a 45-foot bomb. Yeah. I had that little 10-foot slider right on top of you. It was... Just to uh, let you know, I'm still here. I'm yeah. not going away. It had the makings of an all-timer, folks. <laughs> and uh, and then Downers Grove reminded me that there is a four-stroke difference between our handicaps. <laughs> um, I thought it was odd you didn't ask for any strokes. On the oh, first, I'm not taking any strokes. Come on. No, no, no. But you're a very good player. And uh, the law of averages and good golf came out in the end. And, no, you played strong. And uh, But there will be a rematch, I feel like, in the future um, when uh, – I'm making. I've got a whole long. Do you want to hear all my excuses? Yeah, you can keep going. Sure, no, I'm just all kidding. you want. No, I just. No, I no, think no. mostly what happened out there was you're too nice a guy. You knew I was here with my society members. Mm-hmm. We're part of the tribe. You can't embarrass me in front of these guys. That would have hurt. That's exactly. I, what I wouldn't happened. have slept for days. Exactly what happened. I'm just too. I'm just too nice of a guy. Now, no, we, I would have loved to beat you. You play great. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, one of the guys that you met on your travels is Tom Young who yes. is, is one of the reasons that uh, you're here with our group today and, mm-hmm. and played uh, in a new club match. Um, tell us about how you guys first met because, you know, I know now it's it's happening a lot through social media. Right. Um, but here's a guy that lives in Haverville, Illinois, and you guys met. Yeah, let me tell you. It's funny. So Tom's case is a little bit different than most. So um, I was looking at my window one night, and there was this parked car. And uh, there was someone in there with glasses out in the front yard. And he quickly, he quickly drove away. And then the next night, the same car was there. <laughs> uh, he, he, just, he just kicked my chair. <laughs> you no, can't see that. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Tom is the best and was awesome enough to, uh, to reach out to me um, to tell me about his uh, – gosh, you're right here, dude. You just jump in. But – no, so you emailed me about Ballpark Blueprints, said, hey, I'm in your books. Can I send you a Notre Dame print? Right. Yeah. And I was going to Ireland. Yes, that's right. So Tom was planning an Ireland trip and said, uh, you know, I, I've read your book. Thanks and all that. And um, so we just started back and forth on Ireland a little bit and sent me a, a Ballpark Blueprint of Notre Dame Stadium, which is awesome. Um, I love when people send me stuff. <laughs> um, re- really cool when they send me cool stuff. It's awesome. And uh, so then I, I was in the process or shortly thereafter started planning the Scotland book and was like, hey, it'd be really cool to get a map of um, of the trip, uh, you know, where all the places that I'm that I'm going, these hundred something places. And uh, and so I think Tom banged it out the first version and like, 15 minutes i don't know if you've, if you've ever done work with tom he turns it around pretty quick oh my gosh the turnaround is is uh you, you swear he's sitting by the computer just waiting for someone to send him an idea um, we gotta get him some more like clients his fingers are on the keys ready to go no it's amazing and it turned out wonderfully and it was a poster that i gifted to every course that i visited in scotland um so it's been cool to go back in recent years and actually see them hanging in some of the clubs. It's just, it's awesome. Um, but then instead of, so Tom was planning his Irish trip, which turned into him doing Scotland instead that year, um, and actually coming to join me, um, in Scotland. So, and then becomes a character in the book and his wife, Tracy as well. And her one, and her wonderful Kit Kats, um, (laughs) and for getting sick in the car on the way to, to, to (laughs) Makarhanish. So, and, and, you know, yeah, I know that part wasn't or probably your favorite part of the book, but um, 
you know, it turns out uh, Tracy's from, you know, where I'm from, uh, the suburbs of Philly. And and so Tom and, I, Tom and I have just, you know, played a lot of golf and become great friends. And it was so cool, you know, being able to come out here, spend a day playing with him um, and, you know, get to see some courses that are, are near and dear to him yeah. as well. So those are the relationships that, that I'm talking about. Like the, the, the greatest thing to come out of the Scotland book was the fact that, you know, in that case, it was like maybe 15 people, strangers came over and traveled with me um, and became part of the story, became the story. And those people have stayed in touch. Like they still golf together. They you still email each other. We still text, and and uh, and it's become like a little family. When when the book launched, um, there was a party in Philadelphia, like in July, and every single person who was in the book came to Philadelphia for the party. I mean, wow. they came from, you know, England. They came from Chicago. They came from California. They came from Florida. Uh, they came from Canada. Um, came from all over the place uh, to uh, to celebrate it. And I was looking, you know, I was at my house and looking around and I'm like, this is so cool. Golf, what a great game. Like all these misfits, <laughs> all these <laughs> people who would know in no way know each other otherwise, we're all sitting here and like reliving memories and, and just happy to be around each other. And that that's um, a side effect of the trip that I didn't anticipate and has been uh, been been really awesome. Do you foresee, is that similar party possible with the number of people that you're... It's just going to be a bigger party, It's man. just going to be a bigger party? I think we're just going to have to, like, I don't know, go to Sweetens or something or pick uh, some place and have everyone who was part of the story come meet up, you know, when the book comes out, you know? You know Sweetens is obviously a cool place, but uh, this golf society, we, we were down there in May, and... You know, it's like a, what, eight, nine hour drive from Chicago. And I'm like, I don't know. We'll get like 12 people. We got like 60 people who really? all said, yeah, we'll be there. No problem. Yeah. See you on Friday. Yeah. It's just nuts. So we want to join the party if we can. Cool. We'll yeah. do it. We'll, we'll find a spot. We're actually, I'm going to do Sweetens in um, September. Uh, so stay tuned to Instagram, everybody. And, right and And Rob's been great and kind of said, hey, you know, do whatever, you know, you, you're, as he as he tends to do, you know, like <laughs> yeah. uh, make it a party, man. So, hey, man, so come it's gonna on be, out. Yeah, Let's yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. So how many other nine holers? So we got to talk a little bit about Donner's Grove here um, yeah. because it's the original site of mm-hmm. the Chicago Golf Club, the original 18 hole layout. Um, it's now nine holes. It has very storied history. Um, you've played Chicago golf in the same week. It, was it a mistake? Should they have just kept it here? You think they screwed that thing? Right. Up? How about that? Um <laughs> No, I think they they were they did okay at Chicago Golf. Uh, it's it's pretty special, um, but this is really good. It was way more than I was anticipating because you know you think municipal, um, you think it's you know it's a quarter, it's sort of a left behind course because they you know that that those are the kinds of ideas I have in my head and it was everything but that you know it's it's in fantastic shape. Every hole is interesting and and challenging too. Play it from the back and and you have plenty of challenge. Yeah, um, some so mid iron shots that you can get into some of these par fours. Absolutely. So um, it's just fantastic. Uh, really, probably one of the b- better, definitely one of the best nine holers I've played on the trip so far. Um, the beefiest nine holer I've played. Right. Wow. I mean, I've played some shorty ones um, and some quirkier ones and some super fun ones. 
Um, but to play a course that feels like, I mean, this feels like it's a full golf course that's just cut in half, you know. So yeah. um, you look yeah. over at this uh, putting green behind us. There's about 50, 60 kids warming up to uh, to do their junior golf here. I mean, this place is just. It's awesome. Like certain places you can feel, you know, golf lives here. Yeah. There's a lot of things happening and the place was packed, but pace of play moved along and pace of play was great. We were just, we were holding everybody up, which is how <laughs> yeah. I like to do it. Our system kind of yeah, did that. You know, yeah. We, were playing, we had nine guys. The Ranger really jumped group. on us there though on three. <laughs> he did sneak up on I, us. I, was, I didn't know how Nothing to Nothing happening here, sir. We're just, I, I just uh, pointed to you like, Hey, it's Tom Coyne. Oh, Come on. Yeah, can't yeah. we, can't we get a free card here? <laughs> Um, no, you know, and we saw kids at, I mean, the Chicago has really impressed me for a few reasons, the quality of the golf, um, seeing those kids over there and there were a bunch of kids at Canal Shores this morning too. Um, you know, of course we just blasted right through them. We're like, <laughs> move it, you little, no, it was, um, they had tons of, you know, so big junior program there and the caddy situation in Chicago is like solid man the caddy game here is strong and i wish that uh well it's because of the evans scholarship obviously um and we have a you know great scholarship in philadelphia the jay wood platt but the size of the evans the fact that you they have housing that it's a full scholarship for everybody um everywhere i went in chicago you see very young you know high school college kids who are really good at what they do it's incredibly organized everyone's taking caddies i was uh you know, you go to some places or some cities and you think, man, it's as a former caddy, you feel sad. Like, you know, you're like, man, yeah. this this sucks that everyone's in carts, whatever. But the scene is healthy in Chicago and that that does an old caddy's heart well, for sure. Well, it, and it goes hand in hand with this being such a golf town. You know, yeah. people wonder Chicago's not your premier weather destination around <laughs> around 365 days a year. But uh, why is it so big of a golf town? I think a lot. So many so many guys that are, are members of our society grew up as caddies yeah. at these clubs, at these clubs that they always aspired to get back to, you know, as a member someday. So I think it's, uh, it's gotta be a contributing factor. Oh, no doubt about it. And guys who, you know, or who tried, you know, who got the Evans scholarship, you know, once, once something like that happens in your life, that changes your life and you're forever, golf is forever going to be in your blood, you know, yeah. uh, or if you've caddied for a number of summers, whether you got the scholarship or not, you know, golf's going to be in your blood. So, um, so that's the next generation of golfers. And I'll tell you, I met a lot of them this week and, and it, and it, it does a golfer's heart. Well, I, I love the, uh, North shore caddy mm -hmm. who I, I believe I've had in, in one of my groups there before. Um, you look at this guy and you're thinking, okay, uh, all American football player, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe an Ivy league kid too, smart guy. Um, and, and probably, you know, uh, going into business. Uh, but you on on your story, you did a little Q and A with him, yeah. and, and he turned out to be something very different. Yeah, no, to meet Jackson. Um, well, first I was a little bit afraid. Um, <laughs> he was so large that um, I knew he could throw me across the golf course, or uh, I just didn't want to make him angry. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he uh, he's a very <laughs> a very handsome lad, but really just he was jacked, and, built like uh, a tanker, built like, built like yeah, a tanker, like a yeah a Mack truck. So. Um, and, you know, and I had gone to Notre Dame, so my host says, hey, he, he just graduated from Notre Dame. And so um, so you start asking, what are you doing? He's, he's, oh, I'm in graduate school. And, of course, you expect him to say, oh, I'm at the Kellogg School or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm in business school. And he says, no, I'm in, I'm in, 
a small art school. I'm a painter. And, uh, and I just loved that. And so, and you know, I did my master's in fine arts too. And, um, and so just that whole, the whole round, you know, we got to talk about, you know, what he's, what he's doing, what he wants to do, talk about his work, talk about the creative life, talk about kind of taking your life in a different path. And, and it was just so cool to be around a young person who's, who's, who's doing that. And it's not, it doesn't have to be art. Just the idea of, you know, I'm a professor and I will walk into a room sometimes of 20, 18 year olds who all tell me that they're, you know, going to be finance majors or marketing majors or whatever. And I think to myself, I'm like, how many 18 year olds are really passionate about, you know, like spline demand, you know, uh, you know, and, 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 and I understand job safety and, um, I, I, and, and college is expensive. You want to come out and have a job. And I try and encourage, um, but I do, I try and encourage them to think like, you know, use these four years to become the most interesting person you can be, you know, really try and figure out the things that you're passionate about, because I promise you follow, if you follow your passion, nobody's going to starve. You know, you're not, I, I, all my, you know, my writing friend, you know, some do better than others and, and some have, some still live in their parents' basement <laughs> at the age of 65 and that's fine. Um, whatever. And, and none of that stuff really matters at the end of the day, if you're, doing something that you love so so to meet someone who got that at 22 in a culture where that's not always easy to be that person it just felt awesome and uh and then we got to play a great golf course too so i mean that's that's all you can ask for yeah that's that's a message we're (laughs) we're going to share for so many people i mean there's nothing you, you, when you're playing golf with those people that aren't really enjoying the rest of their life, it kind of comes out there too. I think you kind of. Oh my gosh! It's one thing caddying will teach you. Like, there's one thing to be like, yeah, there, <laughs> yeah. You ca- I caddy for a lot of rich dudes, right? How many happy dudes did I caddy for? I can probably count them on one hand. Um, and so that teaches you a lesson uh, as well. I mean, you want to be the guy on the other side of the bag someday, for sure. Um, but you don't want to be like, you know, hate your life so much that after, after golf, you don't want to go home, you know, or, uh, or, you know, doing a lot of the things that I saw guys (laughs) doing, uh, with people that may have not been their spouse, you know, whatever. So like, you know, that you want guys to be, you want to be happy. So, so I feel fortunate and happiness to all. Well, I have a list of, uh, new club member uh, questions. Oh, this is a smart bunch yes, too. Yes. Ooh, so let me put on my uh, professor hat and glasses. Let me hold on. Let me put on my patches on my, we'll, we'll go with kind of on the elbows. Similar, a similar note to, to what you just mentioned and what you saw on the golf course as a caddy, as a player, what are some qualities you look for? You play with a lot of people now mm-hmm. on a lot of continents. Right. Um, what are some qualities you look for and just an enjoyable person to, to play golf with? Okay. Uh, iron covers, First off, bingo, because Got you know it. that they really. Where do you buy those? They respect the game. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, so I'm looking for, honestly, someone who's not taking it too seriously. Um, pace of play is everything. Um, I don't care skill level. I could care less. Just as you keep, as long as you keep moving. Yeah. If is, you realize that this is, in a sense, a sport, you know. So let's move. Um, that's all I, I really care for. I, I don't care if you don't have to be talky, you don't have to be funny. Um, just, uh, keep moving. I think that's, 
you know, but if I, if Amen. What, what, yeah, you know, that, that's, that's kind of it. I mean, I guess there's other things that we're releasing this tonight. We have a 6 30 uh, AM tournament tomorrow and pace of play is <laughs> we're not the USGA and we're not right. PGA tour. We're going to enforce this stuff, Tom. We got to get, we got to get moving out there. You got to keep it moving, man. And, and so that's, that's the most important thing. And there are other factors, sure, that, you know, like you're going to have fun if like, you know, usually if a guy shows up with, you know, three to four copies of each of my books, I know it's going to be a great day. Um, <laughs> that's, and that's, buys a couple yeah, that day. And, just, and just even buys some during the round off Amazon. You know, that, that the day just gets better and better. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's all uh, – yeah. I mean, that's a great thing about golf. As long as um, – there's not too many – I don't know. May, maybe I've just been fortunate. but And you probably found this with the new club. Maybe it's self-selecting. You know where you don't get too many d bags. Yeah. Because golf certainly has them, but I think if if you're a total wanker, you're not going to. The Irishman's laughing over there because I. <laughs> that, so if you read one of my books and <clears throat> you still want to talk to me, then you're in my book. You're probably an okay dude. Um, if you read it and you're like, this guy sucks, which some people totally do, and I respect it and get it but you're not going to reach out to me you're not going to want to play golf with me and it's going to be cool and, and we're yeah. not going to have to cross paths so it's all good yeah there's i, I agree there's so much self-selection that happens in right? this game and yeah you're you're taking a lot of the risk of getting stuck with somebody because of what they're interested in yeah and like d- like d-bags aren't going to join the new club right because like, you guys are like cool and young and and you've got a similar ethos and 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 it's all and, it's, and it kind of yeah the, it weeds out the we're still waiting on jd's uh references though he's the one that I, we're a little worried about uh, all, you always got to have one ever so everyone else can talk about yeah you always oh, got someone to talk about that's a good point um let's go to the irishman's question he had a good one here uh what are you hoping to discover as part of a course called america and why do you feel it's important Ah, thank you. So, uh, so the book is essentially, I can, I'm thinking of it as the search for the great American golf course. For me, that poses two questions. Uh, what is, what makes a golf course great? Okay. So that's one thing I'm trying to figure out and I'm going to come at that from a dozen different angles in the book. And then what does American mean, uh, in 2019? That's the big complicated question and the reason that I'm going to all 50 states Um, because I want to like I can tell you what I think of what I think life is like in Oklahoma or Mississippi or Colorado or Oregon Um, but I haven't been there I've I've been to Oregon but um, rather than just rely on my prejudices and my assumptions or what I see on the news you know, I want to go and meet people and play golf with them because I think golf is this space of universal, some sort of universal accord where it doesn't mean I want to go and talk politics with people. And I haven't really been doing that at all. Um, I think what I'm finding is that on an individual basis, people in this country are freaking awesome. And that's it's really been doing my heart well because I've been kind of like a lot of people have had. Um, not been feeling great about this, the, the state of our union, if you will, just, you know, the fact that, you know, our, the way people are so divided on absolutely everything and seem to not be able to talk to each other. But that's the portrait that you sort of get. If you're looking at the country from afar, getting out into the country, I'm finding like people, people get along pretty damn well, you know, um, as long as you don't talk about certain things, but <laughs> 
Um, you know, it's just, it is kind of, I'm kind of discovering America and I'm getting sort of an understanding of what American is right now. Um, and I'm glad, and that's the part that I'm motivated most to do, you know, as I want to love this country the way that my dad does, you know, who, who, uh, who grew up in a different era and fought. And that's not to mean that I don't love this country and salute the flag and stand up for the anthem or anything like that. Um, but it's just a different kind of, um, you know, there's things that you, you see or hear and, and have and wonder like, what the hell is going on? Um, so it's like, all right, I want to go out and remember how lucky and fortunate and wonderful this place is. And it's hard to remember that if you just watch the news. And so as I go from state to state, I am remembering, uh, how damn beautiful and wonderful this place is and how the people, how wonderful the people who live in it are. So it's, I'm really, I'm really lucky for that. That sounds like a pretty cool book. Uh, I hope so. I hope (laughs) so. Yeah. And less about golf in a way. I mean, it's definitely what I gathered from your first, not first two, but uh, your other two. The travel two. The travel around Ireland and Scotland um, is, is you got the insight to what their culture is like through a medium that I know very well. I might not know everything about Ireland or Scotland, but I know golf. Right. And so if someone talks about golf uh, as explained in a country, I'm going to, I'm going to get it yeah. and start to connect with the people there. So uh, that's really cool, man. Yeah. It's definitely a cultural exploration in my own country, but I got to know, I think I, you know, I really want to do it cause I know Ireland and Scotland probably better than I understand, you know, the South or the Southwest, you know, like those are places I've never been and I don't know anything about them, you know? So it's like, let me go learn learn my own country. You yeah. know? So, a lot of our uh, members submitted questions related to uh, Ireland or Scotland, um, but quite a few of them kind of wanted to get a comparison to what you've experienced so far in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you know what do we what have you found so far that we do similar mm-hmm. to the golf clubs of Scotland and Ireland, and, and what do we do differently? <laughs> Similarities are are pretty. <laughs> Uh, everyone has pins, a first tee. There's tea. pins and holes. Uh, kind of stops there, I guess. Uh, I was going to say tees, but no, they're free over here and you got to pay for them there. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there's probably more, obviously, and, and, I'm, and I'm only sort of playing links courses when I'm over there. So obviously the golf itself is different. The, uh, exclusivity factor is totally different. You know, there, we have the closed country club model over here that they don't have there you know uh they have visitor tea times everywhere they have the golf they use golf societies that are attached to golfing that to golf courses so that's different so the differences are pretty pretty vast they play fast we play slow (laughs) they walk we take cards um there's water on the courses here. There's not over there. So uh, let me try and think of the similarities. Um, well, maybe it's, instead of a similarity, what, what would be uh, something you, if you had to pick one of those things that yeah. they do for us to do more of here, yeah. w- which one would you go with? The exclusivity factor. Why, why we can't have an hour of tea times, maybe even once a week at the top private clubs and have a lottery maybe like the old course does for guys once a year 
you can use their gin numbers to weed them out, whatever, so that, and, and, you know, guys, and, and you can make it expensive if you want to help underwrite some of your costs, why you can't allow other folks to come in and see your golf course. Um, it, people don't think Carnoustie is any less special because visitors get to play there. People don't think that Royal Aberdeen is any less special or La Hinch is any less special because they have visitor tea times. Um, all it does is it underwrites their costs and makes it really cheap to be a member at La Hinch or Bally Bunyan or, or wherever. So that's something that just seems so simple to me, but, uh, it kind of goes against, um, the way country clubs in this country became a way to, to sort of, um, to denote status, you know, in a country where in this melting pot. You know, we needed some way to sort of divide up our class system and, uh, and and country clubs became a way to do that. And I suppose I guess they still are, but that's going to have to change, yeah. you know. So I that would. Yeah, definitely. The, the visitor friendly aspect of golf courses over there is something I would love to see borrowed at um, at the exclusive clubs over here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I you know, we spend a lot of time at private clubs, so. Uh, we certainly see some of the challenges that they're going through, mm-hmm. you know, through the, the, the change in times, the modern golfer, if you will. People aren't playing maybe as much, but um, I, I think it would help with membership if they opened up sometimes to uh, to the pu- you know, quote unquote public, but have your own vetting way. But it just, you know, everything's word of mouth. Everything is uh, people experience it and they talk about it. So of if you course. have if you have a good <coughs> product and you play one of those those. Uh, exclusive clubs and um, word gets around to their friends and someone's joining a club and you know a new area they just moved to well that's going to help that's going to help so i it's only going to help because other otherwise people think you know oh i couldn't belong there or i wouldn't like it there or i'd never join a club or this that and the other unless they have the chance to like be a member for a day um <clears throat> which you could do and and that would just be uh yeah i think it'd be great for a lot of uh, a lot of clubs rather than just trying to hold on yeah. so tight to uh, you know um, the model as it is, which yeah. doesn't seem to be so great. Um, the cover of a course called Scotland. Mm-hmm. Are those your legs? <laughs> Can't you tell from the giant calves and the um, and the ginger? Yeah, those, no, it? yeah, that, no. I, I had a, a calf double. Those are my legs, folks. Happy to say the story. The 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 the, the cover. St- the story about the cover, I was going to say the cover story, um, is a curious one. Um, and why that ended up being me, <clears throat> my initial, uh, wish for the cover, when they asked me what I wanted, I wanted, um, a Lee Wybranski print. Um, and if you don't Lee Wybran- don't know Lee Wybranski, you've certainly seen his work. He does all the posters for the major championships and all sorts of stuff. He's just a wonderful golf artist. And, and that was, was, my dream to have uh, his work, and I've known on, on the cover of a book, and I've known Lee for years. He's a Philly guy and and a good friend. Um, and he made this beautiful cover of uh, of Cruden Bay, and and that was the initial cover on the advanced copies, and and I loved it. And uh, but the de- there was some debate <clears throat> with about the cover and whether we should have something more like the Ireland cover because the Ireland book sold very well, thank thankfully, and. Um, so there were some industry voices weighing in on that, and ultimately the decision was that they wanted a photograph to, to sort of to something closer to the Ireland cover. So a funny photograph, 
that said Scotland Golf. So we kicked around, but but we decided this as the book was about to come out. Um, like we had essentially like a week to get a new cover, and uh, so we kicked around a bunch of ideas and like, all right, let's do kilt, legs down, golf shoes, and of course it's February, so we're like, all right, can they're like, can you shoot it? I'm like, okay, so I booked a trip to St. Andrews. I'm like, I'm going to go to Scotland and shoot it because there's snow on the ground here. I didn't excuse to get back to Scotland. <clears throat> and I knew I could get a kilt there. So uh, we're ready to go to back to St. Andrews. And once you know it, it was the year there's a blizzard in St. Andrews. St. Andrews is, is under like three inches of snow. So I'm like, oh, man. So we're totally screwed. So I look for like, where is there not snow right now? And there wasn't snow in North Jersey. The storm that we had had missed them. That was the closest green spot. Um, so I called a buddy at Baltusrol and said, is Baltusrol green? And they're like, yeah. Uh, so I rented a kilt in New York City and went out to Baltusrol with my brother-in-law, who's a photographer or an artist up in, in the New York area. And uh, bang. So that's the putting green at Baltusrol. Those are my legs. That is a rented kilt. And a Scotsman has been kind enough to let me know that i put the flags on the wrong side of my legs <laughs> so, oh no um but i like that it's wrong because it says you know i'm just a dumb american yeah i'm a good writer but i'm still an american yeah, i'm a dumb american <laughs> over in your country trying to be scottish and i just blew it so i think it it's, sends the right message it does it's perfect um where are you headed next <laughs> Uh, going home tomorrow for a couple days to see my kids. Hopefully they remember me. Um, not some freak out, some stranger walking in the house. No, it's only been a couple weeks. So there, so go home, see the family. And then we're taking off for Scotland. Speaking of Scotland, wow. uh, Tuesday night for the coin cup, which is another thing all your listeners, a new club members should be a part of, uh, every other, every year we go to either Scotland or Ireland and do like a Ryder cup style thing for friends and readers and, it's really fun. Um, Old Sod Travel runs it. Uh, you can check out their website. But So this year we have about 60 people going over. Um, there will be artwork there by Ballpark Blueprints, of course. Although I don't think, Tom Young, you're not making it this year. It's sad, sad to hear. Um, but we have a ton, uh, a lot of people going over. So Scotland for a couple weeks with the family. Awesome. And then I'll come back and I'll hit the mid uh, out to Kansas City. Um, some guys backyard. Here I come. Yeah, coming for you, Ben and those boys. They're good guys. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're they're just on the pod. They're uh, doing good work. I think the the sod went on down there about supposedly a weeks ago. the day I'm gonna play it. Oh, all right. I, the idea is that I might be the, f- the our group would be the first to awesome to, to play it. So um, course record. I'll have the course. <laughs> have the course record. <laughs> you guys just put out first. You got the course record. There you go. That's cool. Back to, to Scotland, because I know a couple of these guys that have their own Scotland itineraries, and maybe it's Ireland, too. Um, but what what advice? I know a lot of people hit you mm-hmm. up on when they're putting together trips. Actually, new yeah. clubs going on our inaugural uh, international trip to, to the home of golf next May. Um, what, what tips do you generally give uh, everybody when they ask? I usually start with, you know, make sure to buy my book in hardback. Um <laughs> If you're going to Ireland, the Ireland book, and then Scotland, the is Scotland a, book. And then if they keep asking questions, um, if they can show me a receipt, then um, <laughs> then I'll respond. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love I it's I I'm, I have so much useless not travel knowledge about both countries that it is really great when people do ask because um, I can just go on and on and on um, when I have the, the the time and the chance. So, I mean, the best advice overall is just to don't go in with expectations in terms of um, uh, conditions of the course or that your golf over there is going to be like your golf here or that you're going to play to your handicap. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But I, I think just I think that's great for traveling in general is just to go in with an open mind um, because it's going to be it's going to be different than anything you've done before. Um, you're probably you might not play particularly the way you want to. Uh, the course might not be in the condition that you're used to in your course at home. It might not be even green <laughs> um but it's just a, it's a bummer when you know you're coming from a, a great irish or scottish course and you see a table full of like eight americans sitting around comparing the course they just played to um wingfoot or to you know to baltus Roll or to quail hall or something you know um or where the, wherever they're a member it's like and it's like, dude, you know, you just missed the point, you yeah. know, where they're like, man, I couldn't find a ball washer anywhere out there. Or um, I don't know why I did a southern accent. That was rude. Yeah. No, That's I've terrible. Heard plenty of Midwesterners say that, too. Right? Don't worry. You betcha. There was nowhere to sit at all. You betcha. <laughs> don't you know? No benches out there. No brats at the turn. Um, you know, so just, yeah, there's not going to be any food at the turn. Uh, my buddy Ch- Chandler uh, who's a pro at Hazeltine tells a story, which I'll probably save for the book actually. <laughs> um, but in any event, uh, where he had taken some members over and a member was questioning the pro about, you know, um, you know, where is, are there bathrooms out there? Uh, is there food of the turn? If not, can they bring out sandwiches stuff like this? And this was at North Barrack. And the, and the starter was kind of like like playing along for a little while and like it's like no man that's not really what we do here and then was finally just like you know uh this is you know we're not having a freaking picnic you know this is golf this is a sport you're meant to go around you know you'll go around you know and she's saying well, well we're gonna need food we're gonna be out there for five hours it's like five hours Jesus. you're not gonna chase us you're not gonna <laughs> well, now we're doing Irish sorry uh, I switched we're not gonna be out there for for five hours, you know, so so that stuff, the the kind of ugly American stuff, I just help you. But if you have an open mind and you just and you're and you're willing to experience something different, you're going to be in good shape. Again, that's that's awesome advice, and and uh, we probably wrap it up there because um, I know a lot of these guys wanted to chat with you as well. We don't want to keep you all night. You gotta get showered up and get home to see your kiddos. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you for a really great day, guys. I well, I, uh, I couldn't. You, you guys are awesome. I love what the new club is doing, and uh, it's so great for golf and to see a bunch of young guys getting together and kind of taking the reins by the hand and saying, "We this is how we want to experience golf. Um, I just love seeing that. It's just it's awesome. Well, thank you. And you, you were a massive inspiration for us, Tom, so thanks for taking the time. I mean, I, I experienced uh, Lynx golf and Lynx culture when I was 20 years old, and I kind of fell out of the game. Uh, in, in, as many do when you know the real world hits, and uh, picking up your books 
just reminded me of those experiences. And I know a lot of these guys are here for that reason, that they were kind of there with you on your travels, even though they've had their own travels. And hopefully everyone gets to go over and experience that. But I, I, I'm really hopeful for this next book in, in America that, um, you know, you're going to show us it's in our backyard. It's right here. And, and, and uh, I think you're finding that a little bit, aren't you? I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. Well, th- thanks again. Thank you.